Google play E40. Hope I don't go back. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Uh huh. All right, man. I've been getting these. Hey, I've been getting these. Um, these copyright, these copyright clicks on the video. Right. It seems like every time I, every time I play a little song, just to try to get the vibe right. Somebody says there's a copyright claim on your video. There's a copyright claim, and I'm sitting here back like. Hey, I'm just politicking, Wally licking, you know, doing my thug, dizzle, my jizzle. You're on the fizzle. You feel me when I dizzle? I'm just saying, let's get to it. It's cash. Ow. 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 I can't let it talk too much because, you know, you know, if, if I let it, if I let them hear it, then they'll know it's a copyright claim. So they can't know it's E40, but that's 40. Y'all y'all know we get in that Bay Area on the day. You know what I'm saying? Doing that thing real thug, dizzy, easy, wizzy like, you know what I mean? We go, all right, let's shut that off. What's going on, y'all? It's your man, Cashmere, California. Pod is good. And all the time, if you know, you know. If you don't, you're going to learn today. We are back. This is episode 14 of the Pod is Good podcast. And I am excited today. I am excited today. It is not often that you get to speak to your high school peoples, you know what I'm saying? You know, some people go, they wait 10 years, 25 years to get to a reunion because, you know, your life takes over. You get families, you got careers and businesses, and it'd be hard to have them conversations. But every once in a while, the stars align. The stars align and they allow you that moment where you and some of your closest people can get together and have that conversation. And today, the stars have a line, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here to introduce you to, as you see it on the board, a global musician, an incredible, one of the best I know, a father, a great son, a brother, a spiritual man, a man of the community. And I would love to call him my brother and high school friend, Ladies and gentlemen, into the studio, my man, Javance. What's, What's going on, Cashmere? Yo, huh? yo, yo. It's huh? so good to see you, homie. Good to see you too, man. Yes, hey, what's, what's on the shirt? Oh, Star Wars. Star Wars, I see you. It's, it's backwards, so it almost looked like some, some like <laughs> right. off-brand Japanese anime right. something. I'm like, oh, well, you into something else? It looks like I... Stu oh, Iran, Z Ran, Z Raw. What's that about? Nah, man. Star Wars, you know, the Walmart special, you know, yeah. comfortable in the house. Hey, we do it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, that's that's Walmart gang popping tags. You know how they Come do. On. Come on. Now, I'm Ross gang. You know what I'm saying? So not only do we pop tags, like we pop double tags because you get the, the original <laughs> and the. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, come on, bro. <laughs> That's that double up on them. They ain't know oh, about that. Oh. Oh, place. Not, let's not leave out Marshalls now. Hey, talk about Marshalls them. now. Talk about them. Come on. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. How you been, sir? Man, I've been good. Just working, staying busy. My All brother right. started a trucking company. We've been doing that. Fire. Oh, yeah. I need to I need to hear yeah. about it. I need to hear about it. 
Yeah, so basically my brother had got in during 2020, he had got into uh dispatching. Okay. Uh, he had him and a friend and opened up a freighting business, uh freight breaking uh broking business. Yeah. And they were doing that for a while, and their dream was to get a truck. So uh uh history went on. I guess they they parted ways, and my brother's like, you know what? I'm about to get a truck. Him and his wife put it together. Let's go. And he needed drivers. <laughs> so I was like, in my spare time, I just got it going. But then we really got it going. So it's like, nice. it's an everyday thing now. And um, it's it's a good thing. And it's called the Butler Transport Legacy. You know, something that, you know, our kids can, you know, lynch into any of our yes, family members, friends. You know yes, what I'm saying? Want to come out and get a job, want to work. Hey, this is what it, where it's at right now. Everybody's going to want something delivered. So it's not Always. a business that's going out. It's plenty of work for everybody. Amazon is going crazy. I encourage any brother that's out there to, you know, get with your own chips and um, put your money behind yourself. And because it's a different feel working for yourself Absolutely. versus, you know, working on a clock that, you know, somebody else is benefiting from your time. So Absolutely. It's, Yo, it's a lovely ooh. thing. It's a lovely thing. And I'm still doing the music, of course. Of course. Um, playing in church every Sunday. Three services a week. There you uh, go. You know, just keeping it going, bro. That's it. I love it. Okay, so Butler, what is it? Butler Trucking Legacy. What is it? Transport. Butler Transport Legacy. Yeah, box truck business. Basically, you know, box going truck. to Amazon, 26? carrying. That's it. Post you doing, offices. You doing twenty sixes? Yeah, box okay. truck. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm impressed. I'm happy. Uh, yeah, I, I have a trucking story that's not so glamorous. And oh I'm, man, it's no. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to get my truck to the bay right now because <laughs> so, so so I bought um I bought a Freightliner, uh Cascadia day cab, okay, uh, in twenty one. Oh, and. And things looked litter than lit when I first got it. I'm like, oh, I'm changing the whole game. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, babe, pack it up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Go ahead and click order on your, uh, you know, on on the cart on Amazon. It's all the stuff that you want to buy eventually. Go yeah. ahead and just hit, just order all that. Just, <laughs> just go and click it, and then. At least down here, it, it literally froze up, bro. I when I'm talking, I tell people there was like a a, a ninety to ninety five percent drop in rates. I kid you not. I can show you emails where this <laughs> distance of a 30, 30 mile drop from the port, they were paying sixty five hundred for that sixty five hundred round trip. Drop it, take wow. back the empty. You're done. Turn around the very next year, it was offering $280 for the same exact route. Oh my god! So I need to know what's going on in the bay because I got a truck that needs to find a home. Well, so, so the thing you... we do with Amazon is kind of basically kind of like a like it, you could use it as a day starter. The thing about Amazon is consistent work. So yeah. they have the, the work for all of for your reefers, your you know, your uh. 53 footers, all that, but it's just consistent work. And sometimes the lows are not really paying good. Per mileage is not really good, but they have, Amazon has this thing where it's prime week and a million gazillion people order whatever. All the post offices are mad at us because we're dropping off 12 pallets <laughs> at like three in the morning. They get to work. It's pallets on the dock already because we shady because we're dropping it off. <laughs> Cause we got 
to get to the next stop. Y'all dropping it <laughs> off like a kid. Off, we dropping it off. You dropping off like a kid you don't want anymore. You <laughs> at the hospital like, beep, beep. <laughs> but nah, nah, we, we drop it off, you know, and then, you know, it's just, you know, it's just plenty of work and everybody's just mad. So I would suggest, you know, linking in with Amazon just to get it started. They do have long haul, uh, long haul, uh, uh, long hauls that, that go far and you get five, yeah. racks, six, mad, but it comes down to the miles they paying per right, uh, right. mile and how much you're spending on gas. So gotcha. Yeah. I'm, I might need to make some, uh, make some adjustments, uh, as far as like just region. Cause I did, I did some Amazon workout here. Um, more of their like port and rail work. And, um, you're right. Like the, the, the rate per mile was just like, all right, it's just kind of enough to keep things going yeah. you know, when, things, when things get low, just to kind of pad, you know, the, the, the low, the low end. But, but then I was having issues with like, oh, you know, you guys need a certain container number or you need a, a this number that they didn't give you. And now we got to, my guy showed up at 4 a.m. We got to wait till seven to somebody gets in the office. And he just <laughs> chilling outside. I'm like, man, this ain't. This ain't it, fam. I'm, I'm still done paying it for him. Hours, and they don't open up until four in the morning. I got there at one thirty. Like, bro, two <laughs> B is good. All right, and so do you, <laughs> do you guys do uh, anything else but Amazon, or is Amazon kind of like no? Amazon is just one of the things. There's okay. all, there's a DAT, yep. uh, eight, a one, two, three low board. Yep. There's all types of boards you can get uh, used to. It's all about how you like to work. Yeah. You like to work in the morning or you like to work in the daytime against traffic or whatever the case is. So it's all types of. And then you trying to look at uh, my one uh, trucking friend said he had looked it into uh, mattress companies hmm. and to uh, tire companies that need consistent movement. Work out those contracts. That's work every week, every month or whatever. Yeah. yeah it's all how you plan it. And that's yeah. what I'm coming to figure out is how you plan it. Yeah. Kind of use all those tools to create the the type of um, flow that you want. Definitely, because yeah. this box trucks guys out here doing like at least four loads a day throughout the day, trying right. to make at least a thousand a day. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so somebody I know more about the tractor side. So, if someone was getting into um, box trucks, they're doing twenty sixes or whatever, mm -hmm. which is the the max. Um, would you tell them what would be your recommendation to them? You saying start with uh, maybe Amazon is kind of like a jump off point. Definitely. Maybe some other ideas like what what's a what's a rate per load that they tr should try not to go under. Like yes, any other any other tips for somebody that's just starting out? Uh, definitely go with the Amazon because, like I said, it's consistent work. If you want to get your MC number with the experience, uh, and that comes into play too. Uh, the the how long your MC has been on. Sometimes you can't get certain loads off DAT unless your uh, MC has been good enough for six months. So now in that six months, you deal with Amazon to get that type of stuff going and you get yeah. used to working. Because, I mean, it sounds easy. Oh, jump in the truck, go pick it up, drop it off. But right. you don't worry about the how many trucks is in line when you get there and you need to be on time. You're right. not worried about how many loads they're giving you. And once you get in that truck and you hit a bump and everything falls over, it's like, <laughs> it's so okay. much. Talk that truck like, life. You got to get over that hump of like, okay, I'm going home. Like, right. once you get over that hump, like, okay, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do a little bit better. Once you get that attitude, you'll be able to, but oh, yeah. it'll eat you up. It'll it's easy, up. but it's easy to mess it all up, too. That's a fact.
You know what That's I'm saying? Nice. So uh, I definitely recommend starting out with Amazon for consistent work. Also, when looking on uh, lows for Amazon, you want to look over uh, miles, I would say $2.50, no less. You know, that yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. Um, don't worry about trying to do long hauls at first. Try to uh, plan out your day with the with the short hauls. With, with just two or three stops don't go overboard with six seven stops on one because you're gonna once you're late 10 minutes to one you're 20 minutes next to the to the next one 30 minutes so it's like you want to stay on top of it it's really about you being on time yeah you know keeping your scores up so amazon can trust you for better loads and you can see other loads once you get a and it's about a pay grade or not pay grade but a grade level so if your company is doing well with amazon they give you a grade level and with that grade level you're able to uh see certain lows that other guys that are just coming in won't be able to see you'll be able to see those like what 30 minutes before or whatever uh, be able to grab it. it's like a little better you gotta understand the low boards yeah um just stay watchful you know what what what, what works best for your company in your area um jamar looked up with amazon being five minutes away from his house oh wow and it's the type of community to where he's able to park his uh truck right up there park right across the street safe you know no graffiti no nothing that's nobody's awesome. trying to break it in matter of fact there's a couple of other businesses over there with their trucks so it's it's just it just worked out yeah no yeah. And, and those are great points that you bring up because uh your distance to to pick up your deadhead miles exactly that's the big thing to factor in um your parking because mm -hmm. depending on your truck if you don't have a place to park it you can end up three hundred dollars two hundred that's what he was doing we were paying two hundred dollars a month to park it at a gas station in french camp when we were yeah. working out at tracy yeah. so it's like we figured it's like we could park it right here it was it felt everybody else was in the neighborhoods people walking constantly so that shows it's safe yeah so he's like we good yeah and and another another great point was um uh them being on time because like you said and you're 100 right there are some uh brokers that won't work with a new uh authority yeah so if your authority is under six months some of them like i think xbo has to be like six like a year one of them had, was like a whole year yeah, uh, yeah. some are a little less obviously but in that time like you're saying if you try to go with somebody like amazon and you are late or your score is going down there that could ultimately even affect your mc score yes and then by the time you do get of it you know um you are um you know what I'm looking for. Uh, you can't, you are okayed to work with the XPOs and the Schneiders and mm -hmm. the, you know, CH Robinsons. Then they looking like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <you> right. <laughs> not looking good, buddy. <laughs> You're right. That's a fact. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Tell them I said, congratulations. That's oh, yeah, uh, definitely. That's awesome. Definitely. That's awesome. To anybody out there, it's like anything else, man. It's it's consistency. It ain't gonna be easy. Anybody that's selling you the dream that oh yeah, just jump into this and you can make thirty bands a month. Like, come on, come on. If they was making thirty bands a month, they wouldn't be sitting down in front of a camera wait telling you to go make thirty bands a month. They'd be out making it. Come on, because you gonna have to move, baby. Man, and and oh, we ain't gonna go. We have a whole another trucking episode another day. Oh man, I got <laughs> tons it. of them with my little experience. I got tons of them. I already know. Too. <laughs> I already know. You well, know I, me. I do. I do. <laughs> I, I can only imagine. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get into let's get into Javance's story. So Javance is a career musician. This is what he does. This is what he's been doing since the day I met him. 
He's been yeah. he's, <laughs> that was in high school. He has been playing his heart out since then, producing music has been your life. So for the people that don't know you, give us a little snapshot of your story, how you got into music, maybe your first instrument. Tell us a little something. Well, you know, it's all about that church. You start off in church, a lot you of these musicians. Amen. You start off in church because usually you go with that family where you board in church and you sit over there by the musicians. First thing you fall in love with is the drums because it's something to do in church. So I uh, started off with the drums, you know, just as, you know, as anybody would. Um, I picked up the bass around seven, just wanting to be different because everybody played the drums and never got a turn. So, hey, ain't nobody playing this. So, never got a turn. So, for real, bro. And they, or if you playing shout music, you get tired, you out of there. They're going to have to trade, trade the next drum round. <laughs> but, but uh, oh. yeah, going through that, you know, growing up with a family that was uh, predominantly musically, my father and my uncles, my cousins, um, always into the church heavy and playing music. Yeah. Um, so I took that turn, started playing the bass a little bit, picking it out. My dad taught me a couple of things. Um, and it wasn't until early 90s, my mom and dad had separated and my mom started going to church in Fairfield. We were going to church in Richmond. I'm kind of a Bay Area kid. Hmm. So, uh, Bay she, Area. so she went back, she went back to uh, Fairfield and we were going to church out there and there I seen a guy on the organ and he was, I was 12 or 11 and he was 16. And where I come from, they didn't let kids play the organ. Oh no. So no, no, not was like, you can't touch this. Like, <laughs> you ain't got it yet, sir. You, you ain't, you ain't been divorced. You ain't got fire before. You ain't, <laughs> no, ain't nobody burnt your car up. You ain't went through enough in life to play the organ in church. Oh my, bro. <laughs> the so Lord ain't with you in my head that I can't touch that. So by coming to Fairfield and seeing this young kid on the organ, I'm like, wait a minute, he's not getting in trouble? And I was like, hey, I want to, and watching my dad play the organ keyboard all my life, it really never like clicked really to like play this instrument. I always just like, I'm gonna be different. I'm gonna play the drums or the, the piano. But then I started learning from Kenny Martin and that just took me to a whole nother. I started playing uh, for the high school choir in ninth grade, just only knew four songs, just wanting to play. Yeah. And then just coming through, you know, coming up with the dance thing, you know, me and you. And I think that was a lesson for, you know, me to learn how to, how, what people want to feel when they're out there on the dance floor, out there in the audience. Cause me and you, we used to be out on the dance floor doing, and we know what we like, you know, our rappers. Yeah. Even yeah. encourage people like, okay, they slamming Claude up there going in. We like, okay, <laughs> we know what it feels like for, you know, for, for music to sound good. And I want absolutely to be the one on the other side making that, that happened. Mm. So I took, you know, back in those years, took on, you know, piano a little serious, more seriously. Yep. And then, you know, did a little bit of schooling in uh, Solano, kept playing for churches, then started playing for gigs. And the rest is history. Just kept playing and uh, played for a couple of people in the industry. Played for Kenny Lattimore. I played for Kim. I played for Chico DeBarge. Hold on, hold on, Gibby hold on, Ernie. hold on, hold on, man. Hold on. You're giving them too much too fast, man. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> all right, all right. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. I promise. I want to know. Cause you said you started in church, which you like, you're right. We all somewhere started in church before I was rapping on the mic. I was singing in a choir. That's just how I go. Right. Yes, sir. Especially for us believers who our families were in church. Like, like, uh, 
Um, what did Steve say? He was in church all the time. Monday night Bible study. Tuesday women's meeting. Yeah. Thursday everybody. It was just like every day was was something. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can't say I was there every day, but I know you as a musician were probably there even more than me. So you're playing in church. You you you're going through the different instruments, trying to find yourself basically, trying to find a place that feels home that gives you that um that outlet in that mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. So you kind of start honing in on it, but when do you finally get your first mute, um, instrument at home? And what instrument was that? The first instrument I got personally was the bass guitar. Mm. Okay. Um, okay. I think my father used to buy me some guitars, but Jamar and Janine, my brother and sister, felt that they were slides when they were in the cases, and I came home from school one day and they were broke because they put it on the bed like this and wanted to weave <laughs> down the slide. And, now I can't play guitar oh. or nothing. But, but uh, my dad had bought That's my sister cool. a keyboard, and that keyboard was a Casio, and it stayed under her bed for years. Hmm. And one day I just pulled it out. Pause. And <laughs> great, great timing, great timing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and kept it, you know what I'm saying? And you know, my mom seen that I was uh kind of excelling at it. So she kind of took it on a little bit. My dad was always busy. He was playing everywhere for everybody at the time in the gospel world. Um, so my mom kind of took the time out and, you know, she even started kind of learning how to read notes, kind of show me a little bit. Hmm. But, you know, I would get on like, oh, I ain't trying to play ABC. I'm trying to go straight for the church, all shout, everything. All right. To- Surpass all of yeah, that. Yeah, chopsticks. I ain't playing chopsticks. <laughs> nah, we gotta <laughs> I'm not playing chopsticks. But I should, I should, I should have honed in then, because I yeah. ended up having to read and try to figure that out once I got to college. You yeah. Know, so, all right, you touched on, you touched on pops. Love pops. Yes, sir. You said, you said, yes, yes, sir. You said pops was uh playing all over the place. Now, I when I first met pops, obviously he was dominant in the church. He was the guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, what I'm saying you knew. If if you didn't know anywhere that the Holy Spirit was gonna find their way that morning <laughs> in any other church in the world, once you some <laughs> right, once you saw Mister Butler up there, you like, oh, they're gonna stop by here. I know that. Yeah, yeah. So so who who else was he playing with? Back then, um, he had played with Pam, Pam Bluford Smith, and that was his hmm. first shot when he got on Bobby Jones Gospel. Hmm. She sang out a lot of stuff. Um, he played for a lot of just random artists throughout the Bay Area. He did a lot of weddings, wow. a lot of convocations. My dad really didn't step out into the industry as far as, you know, R&B, nothing yeah, like yeah. that. If it was, it was just for a wedding. And that kind of, in a way, kind of inspired me to do more. You know, like, mm. hey, like, no, we need to get out here and see see the world and yeah, play yeah, other yeah. genres. I, I end up liking jazz me, Francois, and Nick, we had actually had a group called Genesis 3 back then, and Nick played sax, and I played keys, and uh, Francois would be on drums. We actually just, I remember last that. month, we got a chance to play together after I don't know how many years at the Mount Calvary uh, uh, picnic at the church. It was dope. Oh, you was there? Yeah, I was there. I'm, I, Dude, I was up. Oh, I missed so much not going to that picnic. Um, So I was in sack at my dad's place. Oh, I brought I brought the whole fam up, so because they hadn't they hadn't seen my mom, um, praise dance, and you know she was praise. We were right after your mom. We were right after your mom. But but so I didn't. But my mom was supposed to be. I I don't think that I knew she was praise dancing at the picnic. I knew that she was praise dancing 
Sunday for service. Oh, so we came okay. to be there for service. Okay. And so we skipped the picnic because, you know, you're going up there. You got to see both parents. You know what I mean? You can't. It can't just be a Bay Area trip right. just for mom, right? Right, right. It just right. is what it is. You know, life of a hey. <laughs> so, so, so we we decided. All right, bet we're gonna go to we're gonna go to um Sacramento Saturday. Let the kids hang out with pops. We took them to Scandia. You know, had a whole day then, mm-hmm. and then we'll be with mom Sunday. Go to church, hang out afterwards. Yada yada yada. Completely missed Genesis. Yeah, we were there. Completely missed you. We was there. And I saw Francois at, at church Sunday, but I didn't know. I didn't even know Nick was still playing. Yeah, that's the thing. Nick didn't play the saxophone. <laughs> we was like, Nick, you supposed to be out here with a saxophone. He played the keyboard or whatever, because you know he's a <laughs> keyboard player now. But uh it was Our... good to see everybody. Shouts out to Mount Calvary. I love everybody, love y'all. Absolutely. Uh, it's always good to be home and see. I love I love the fact that I got a chance to speak to Sister Lee. Mm, yeah, you know, Mama too. Lee is like yeah. I haven't got a chance. We used to back when I was coming up, we used to always see each other at funerals. It's like, okay, I'm singing this. You know this. I'm like, yeah. So we <laughs> go for it. So we used to call each other nice. funeral buddies. <laughs> so uh, it was so good to see her and um, say hello and just yeah. everybody else, you know, Mount Calvary, I love y'all. My people. Absolutely. Yes. That's where that's where you and I. That's where our friendship really started to blossom. Yeah, Mount yeah, Calvary. yeah. Yes, sir. Mount Calvary. The, the Integra. In, in. <laughs> Ooh, that green acre used to be everywhere, didn't it? <laughs> right. If it wasn't that green Acura, it was that uh that that green Rav Four. Oh, come on, mm. come on, our guy. <laughs> Dude, I I think about Big Mike every single time i hear cat keep coming cat keep coming come on cat keep coming every single time i'm like there go mike that is the best intro of all time of all time it, is, it has the most anticipation the most like you're asking serious like what's what 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 what's, what's happening coming? wait a minute what's wait a minute wait <laughs> and and you know it, it also like number one you know everybody's going to dance to it but it gives everybody time to get out there <laughs> Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh like you have a bill. There's only two songs that I feel like have the best dance intros. You're 100% right. That's number one. Shout out to Luke, Uncle Luke. Yeah, Uncle Luke. Uh, number Uncle two, Luke. number two has got to be Juvie's. That did you see the tiny desk? I did see the tiny desk. I, oh. At least I saw a part of it. I didn't they watch all killed, of it, bro. I didn't watch all of it. It was they crazy. Killed. Yeah, I gotta go back and finish it. You gotta you know, watch you know that how, one. You know, Tiny Desk has such a long playlist. Like, you'll end up like starting somebody's like, oh, he got one too. And you click that one. Oh, she got one. And you clicked out, and you don't end up watching the whole concert. It was crazy. Bro, I it was one. It. it was one. It's, you know, it's super, super nostalgia. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Taste absolutely. And then just the live uh, arrangements is just dope. It's just dope. I'm and Babyface, uh, Babyface had a good one, and Uncle mm. Charlie had a good one. Charlie, Charlie was been hitting the Usher. They've been hitting lately, bro. And, I think and they're you, finding out that them having them horns in the background is just that that icing on the cake. Yo, big shout out to Tiny Desk. Let me tell you some research I did on them because in in coming up with my podcast, I kept trying to feel get a feel for how long it takes for an online experience, whether it's 
podcast, you know, production, mm-hmm. um, you know, concert, whatever it is. How long does it take for it to really pop, right? And Tiny Desk, you know, the Black Thought on there, boom, you on it. Like, like we already know Tiny Desk. It's a household name for any musician, music mm-hmm. lover, artist, whatever. Right. Dude, do you know, I can't remember the number now, but they've been doing it for like maybe seven or nine years. Mm-hmm. And you go back and look at some of the early artists, it's nobody you know. And I'm and when I say they were doing, they put their numbers in, it's like 30, 40 concerts in a year. Mm. I mean, they was they was doing numbers putting in work. Nobody knew these people, no named artists, or at least let me let me say, let's say no name. Let me say low name because maybe they weren't, you know, the the, the baby faces and the juveniles mm-hmm. of the world. Mm-hmm. But they they kept kept going, kept creating traction. Another um another uh hint at the the greatest factor that anybody can have is consistency. Exactly. You got to have consistency, exactly. even in what you're talking about with trucking. Staying consistent. Like Stand you said, getting through those days where it feels like I'm hanging this up, getting back in the, exactly. back in the saddle. Exactly. Yeah. That's with anything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you get your base. Um, eventually, you start playing the Casio and that's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's lights out. Once you start playing with the keys, no it lights out. And that, let's have a real moment. Okay. Uh, it was once again got there, and then mm-hmm. once me and you met, we were already you know music lovers. We always vibed out on you know Tracy Lee and just everybody that it, ah. got, that people wasn't listening to, or we could mention these people to people. They're like, "Who are you talking about? Who are you talking we're about?" Like, wait a minute, how do you not know? You know what I'm saying? Come on. But, Come on. I think it gets to like, you know, it was to a point to where you you were telling me like, yeah, man, you, you play, but like, do you make your, I'm like, man, I think you remember this conversation. I was like, bro, I'm not, I'm not creative like that to produce. Mm. I don't, I don't, I was like, bro, I just play what I hear or you give me a song, I'll be able to play. But he's like, no, you, but if you learn all of that, that means you can just put some of that stuff together. So, bro, it was that conversation that really drove me to doing production. Wow. You remember that conversation? I do remember that conversation. You I remember feel like that it was... conversation. I was yeah. like, let me try it out. And that's when I started. And, I, and that's why I felt like people like, you got any gospel music? Like, no, I have nothing but rap. <laughs> 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 I have rap and R&B hard. Wow. <laughs> Cause that's where we started. So I think that's the first fact. album that it, that kind of in, inspired me to produce was Bully at Fully's by mm. uh, Tay and Juice. Old school. Then right after that was three times. Uh, that production there, and then finding out the different producers at Ant Banks uh, Studio Tone, Rick Rock, the uh, ultimate hitter to this day. To Rick this day. Rock to this day. Coming up in that era, and then you hear your Dr. Dre's, yeah, your Timberlands, your Pharrell's, yeah. your uh, what's big do uh, uh, Jazzy Faye, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You start expanding fresh. It's yeah. like everybody had their slot at that time. You were able to pick a style of producer. I don't know how it is now. It just sounds like everybody's just taking splice and just putting everything together up, up everything, you know what I'm saying? But back then, you know, Aunt Banks dealing with real instruments, making slap. You know what I'm saying? Studio tone. 
and he's actually a drummer. He creates drums, and I know he that. can build your whole drum from the bottom up. Wow! Crash. Yeah, Studio Tone still does that. Fire! Uh, and then you have Rick Rock that just man, it's just it's just dude, Rick, different. Rick, different. I, okay, Rick, Rick did his thing. Don't, don't get it twisted. Anybody out there, check the credits. Rick has done his thing, Definitely. but I still feel like Rick should have been even bigger. Yes, absolutely. I feel like he should have been even bigger like rick yeah he he's a he's like the bay area's best kept secret right there yeah bro he is and he just has that sound man and knows how to you know like he said in one interview he said you know the body is what he say uh 90 percent water you just gotta have to you just gotta figure out how to make that water move and mm. and he does with a simple clap mm. a simple double of a a, a bass and a and a saxophone is like wait a minute i would have never thought to do that but that junk feels so good like dude, those dude, guitar one, plucks <laughs> like dude one on. of his most to me a very simple production i'd be surprised if it's more than eight tracks on the whole beat if it sound like but that we be to rap what key beat to lot we be we be to rap what when that can come in come on i'm like Dude, it's like nothing there, but the vibe is crazy. Bass killing it to him. Doom, 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 doom. No, 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 not that one. I'm talking about 40. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That yeah. Sample, the way he even thought of that sample. To... Dude, the way he put that together, and it was, and it's like, it's like off timing. Like when, like when, the, when the snap comes in, it's, it's off. I'm like, dude, he's different. He's an alien. There are aliens among us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there are aliens among us. And he Man, is one right. of them. That's one of his dopest samples. Dude, fire. I was you, do, do you know um did you know Chauncey Banks? Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I assume you did. I mean, I don't know who doesn't know Chauncey from uh that lived in Fairfield, but when I was up there, I saw Chauncey at uh at the church. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I told him about the show. He was like, "I'm a, I'm gonna be on it." He was like, "I hope you're still doing music." I was like, "Wait till I send you some stuff." <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> and uh, first thing he said was, "Well, you know, I sit down with everybody. Like I should when I shake hands, I really shake hands." He do. Like he was like, he do. He's like, I got Rick Rock contact. I was like, damn, like that. Come on, that pocket for years. Yo, yo, shout out to Rick Rock. Shout out to Rick Rock. And if you Chauncey, don't know, man. and Chauncey, if you don't know uh, the, the influence that Rick Rock has had on the music landscape, maybe not today, because I don't know what he's doing right now. But if you go back to like the early 2000s or just type in Rick Rock production mm -hmm. and, and be amazed. Be amazed. Sit down and see. It ain't just Bay Area artists. It's gonna reach its way over to Jay Z. It's gonna reach its way down to Snoop. It's Rick Rick Rock. Yeah, bro. The, what the world is missing. They had this mixtape called uh, what was it? It was with Boots. They had this mixtape with nothing but Rick Rock beats with remixes, and he had a Janet Jackson remix on there. He had. Uh, a bus around that Janet remix, son of a gun remix. <laughs> Y'all have no idea that boy went crazy on that. I, I can only imagine the automatic I, I, I remix with it. Dub C. 
I asked him, I was like, where is it? He's like, bro, I don't know where that is. You can't find it nowhere. But that thing was 25 songs deep of remixes, bro. I wish I can get that again. <laughs> I wish. I tell him that every time. I'm like, bro, you got that? Watch out. Watch out now. That's what it was called. Watch it out. Now. Watch out now. Remix. It was a watch out. Watch out now. Mixtape. Hmm. Hmm. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to try to pull it up because I want people to see this. I want. I want everybody. You know, we. I feel like the Bay Area is on the map, but I still feel like we're still trying to get it on the map. You know what I mean? I feel like when, when they talk about the Bay Area, they kind of hit, you know, one or two names. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They don't see the depth that's that's in the music out there or in the production. They don't see the influence. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't know if you've heard this a lot, but I've heard, a lot of people take a lot of credit from the Bay Area saying that it always just kind of sounded like um, like certain Midwest, like Kansas City mm -hmm. sound mm -hmm. and whatnot. Did you hear that? Yeah, I always said that, you know, like when Lil John came out and like his style, I felt like that was old school Bay Area. Mm. Like old school hip hop Bay Area, like, you know what I'm saying? He just kind of like really tweaked it. Shout out to Lil John for sure because he killed the game. But that that his style reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah. Like we always, I, I I will admit that at a younger age I did not appreciate the Bay Area sound as much as I did later on. And I think a big part of that was I was more locked into lyricism right. at an earlier sure. age, yes, and so right. and so the lyricist really weren't coming out of the bay like like the, the rhyme schemes and wordplay was you know it's very simple you know what i mean you start mm -hmm. listening to to mac dre and 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 be legit it's, it just kind of felt you know like two shows very straightforward it wasn't a whole lot of thinking involved that you had to do to to get the line it, it, it is what it is and i was drawn to the the tracy lees and the Nas's and and the andre 3000s like people that it was way more complex. Maybe the beat that Andre was rapping over was nowhere near as fire as like a San Quinn beat. Right. But but to me, San Quinn ain't really saying what I need. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. kind of get me going. Yeah. So I, I feel like it took me some years um, to really get back to the Bay Area sound and appreciate it. Yeah. Duh. You know what I'm saying? I, I remember we used to be on that East Coast stuff like that because they, they lyricists out there. They were lyricists. Lyricists, man. And and you know, we didn't we didn't really have that. So so you talked about a lot of you know getting into production, which I did I didn't know that. I remember that conversation, but I did not know that it was that conversation that really hurled you hurled you in that direction, it which did. is which it is did. dope, which is dope to hear. Um, and so then you start producing, like you said, you start listening to other producers in the area, you start branching out, listening to other producers worldwide that are, that are in the same industry at what point do you feel like you started finding your sound when i ask when people when i actually start making consistent money when people used to call just 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 because oh they need and i got really good at remakes since i was able to play everything i never really used a sample mm. i would just sit there and play it and just replay sounds with different stuff and that kind of put me on with different artists. And then um, I think my sound, I always kind of, I kind of always mimic myself behind Rick Rock. So my sound kind of was kind of like a, you know, 
you could tell I was a protege of Rick Rock. Hard hitting, simple, groovy, and different. Try to be, but you know. Yeah. Um, but once I was able to start uh, producing and being in certain rooms, and even in a room to where Rick Rock walked in, and I was like, mm. hey, good to see you. And then he walked in, gave somebody, because we had met prior to, and um, he had gave the engineer out. That's when Be Legit was coming out with his album. He was working on Be Legit. I think almost Be, Be Legit's last album back then. It was like one of his last big albums. They were working on it. And he came in. He was on the phone. He gave the dude, the engineer, his ADAT. He walked back out. And everybody's like, dang, that was Rick Rock. Then Rick Rock walked back in. Oh, my bad, bro. How you doing? And I was like, hey, what's up? And he walked back out and was on the phone. And everybody was like, uh, yo, you know him? I was like, yeah, we met before. He's like, bro, he came back in to say something to you. Right. Like, I was like, bro, you just be like, that's the type Rick Rick is that type of person. He's really not high and mighty, even though he can be. He has every right to be, but he is really so down to earth. He really is. And that's what I loved about him. So we, we was outside chopping it up. You know, we end up being, I had the honor of being on the same album with him when he did uh, Godzilla with Pizzo. And I was on the, uh, on one of the couple of tracks on that album. And I looked at that. It's like, wow, we on the same album. Like, Crazy. Wow. Your, peers. Your, peers, <laughs> your peers now. Yeah, like we rocking. Right. But, and, uh, and, yeah, and that has to feel uh, good, man. That has to yeah, feel good. So, um just doing the production thing, having kind of having that type of sound kind of put me in a, a different high demand or in a different bracket. Like, okay, hey, we want this to be our title track. We need mm. to get advanced beat because it's real. It sounds more mainstream. Yeah. Um, and that's the sound I was going for. I wanted my music to be on the radio. So it's like I wanted my sound to be crisp and, you know, professional. Yeah. So uh, landed a couple of production jobs uh, back then in the early 2000s. Um, did some production with uh, one of my all-time uh, favorite rappers, Daz. I did a couple mm. of Daz, me, Pizzo, uh, Lil Psycho, Daz, and another another rapper from L.A. at a K-Lu studio one day. Okay. Um, Shout out to Daz. Yeah, yeah. One of yeah. my favorite. He has one of the dopest cadences to me. Like the way he raps when he's on the beat, it's like that's Daz, bro. Like I love, <laughs> I love the way he hit when he when he, when he on the when he on the rap, bro. But um, yeah, just being in production and you know being on that rap side, and yeah. then you know kind of veering off every so often with uh with R and B, some singers in the Bay Area, Sacramento, uh, local production. Yeah, yeah. All right, d- tell me something. Tell me something of yours. Do you have beats online with with no artist? Uh man, old stuff, man. Okay, I get it. I don't say, <laughs> say nothing else. No, no artist wants to let you hear old stuff. It could be the most fire. <laughs> They're yeah, like, ah, I, I, I don't know, know, man. It's old. It's so, sometimes it's like you'll give an artist. It's like, yeah, let me hear your music. You give them something like, oh, okay, and it's like, but you got something like this, and then I end up making something like, oh yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, so it's yeah. like I end up making something on the spot, and as soon as as soon as I make it, it's gone, and I'm right. still stuck with all the stuff everybody's just listening right. to. <laughs> but uh, the business card music, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know, so basically, uh, and then you know, uh, another thing is um, deciphering the two: being a musician on stage and live performances, and then being a studio. In the studio at home, it's two different facets. Yeah. Because 
being out playing everybody else's stuff, then when you finally sit down to produce your own stuff, all you hear is everybody else's stuff you've just been playing. So you end up making something that sounds like everybody else's stuff you've just been playing. So it's, it's sometimes, or when you haven't been on the road, you're able to be a little bit more creative. Right. And then when you get on the road, it's like, oh man, I got to learn this stuff again. And oh man, I got to do my homework. And I got to, because you're used to just doing whatever you want. Right. You know, when it comes right. to, oh, let me transpose this or let me tweak this note. But when you're on stage, it is what it is. And that comes with practice, being prepared and stuff like that. So the time management between production and and music on stage and performing, it, it's kind of hard to like get a hold of the two and be equally, equally yeah. um, strong for me. Yeah. You know what well, I'm saying? I, I, mean, I could imagine. I mean, yeah. So, you, and then you add in uh, the church element. Yeah. So it's like you're going from playing church where you're more of, even church kind of has, I've noticed with the musicians, there's sometimes where the musicians are more of the showcase and you're the focal point. Other times you're more of the supporting role and, mm -hmm. and you're the accompaniment. Then you go to being pr to production. You got to create brand new stuff that doesn't and sound everything. like other stuff. <laughs> and what? Yeah, everything as far as like, okay, if you're in a band, you're just playing piano, but then when you go to production, right. you got to play the piano, the bass, the drums, yeah, everything yeah. else around that. So it's like taking your mind everywhere else, but I mean, it works out in some cases because sometimes you're on the show. Like when I was playing for the Delphonics in uh, uh, Seattle, they wanted an intro to a show. So I had to produce oh. something for the show and just to produce, make something up to run right into the first song. Sometimes oh, wow. that's when it's, it goes in hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and then like you say with the church, that's even like a, this the production over here, music over here. Then you have gigs in church <laughs> and then the you know kind of you got to split your head between that because now i can't sound churchy on the gig yes. or sound like i'm on the gig at church so it's like it's it's another fast say i want to be a timeless musician to where however i play it works in any avenue <laughs> like yeah. so i don't have to be, like, mm, okay, let me be jazzy today or let me be church today or like well, or i can just be able to do that and be versatile yeah yeah so wow yeah, that's, dog, that's, it's a lot coming on. That, with that seems like a lot. That seems yeah. okay. So, so if I said, "All right, man, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you two M's per year, right? Salary. That's just what you make out the gate. Okay. You can choose. You can mm. either be gospel musician. Go, I mean, obviously, you're gonna play a little more than three times a month, but you <laughs> you <laughs> you gonna play with churches. You go play with. TD Jakes, you go play with Creflo, you go play with play with whoever, right? You're gonna, you're gonna be church musician, or you're in the studio all the time. You don't come out. You sit in that studio. You get to make and create whatever you want. I'm sending artists there. Produce, produce, produce. Make hits like you love to do, or you can be a on the road musician playing <laughs> for other artists, playing their music, gigging. You know, whatever happens on on the road, that whole life, traveling, living out the suitcase. Which life do you choose? And I can only choose one. Only choose one. And once you choose one, the others completely are destroyed. You'll never be able to do it again. <laughs> well, it's gone. Lord, I'm coming with the gospel. <laughs> At least I'm safe. <laughs> 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 
No, but that's a good question. But it, okay. each facet has its own, like, see what the gospel thing is. Okay. It's gospel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, outside looking in, it's gospel. And right. sometimes inside looking in, it's not gospel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so it's like, you know, you have, you know, different deals. You have different people. You know, it's just it's just all sometimes a big old show. Yeah. You know, yeah. and in some cases, it's not. Some cases, integratable is really what it is. Yeah. And you're able to be there and be there spiritually and be able to be spiritually fed and stuff that of that nature. But yeah. there are places where you just go to work, play, do what you're supposed to do, learn the song, play for the choir, play for the solo, play for the pastor, play for the outro, and you go home. Mm. And you come back the next day, and that's all you do. And that's, you know, yeah, that's just reality. Yeah, yeah. That's just reality of it. So it's all how you look at it as far as church and being a church musician. Yeah. Now, the thing about the church is that makes it different from the gigging. You're probably not going to travel too much doing the church thing, depending on what type of church thing you're doing. Now, being a you'll be everywhere, places you wouldn't even think you'll be on the gig. Right. And some people come into the musician uh, thing, okay. and even I came in like, okay, I want to be a musician. I want to go on the road. I want to do this. I want to go this, and and hopefully I'll make enough money to buy me a house, buy me a car, do what I'd ever do. And all I have to do is just be do music and go on the road. Yeah. But you learn going to find out once you get in those avenues that the music journey is basically just an experience. For some of us who are lucky enough to make it a career, and and make it to where. It's this and this and that because sometimes you'll go on the road, you'll leave your house, you'll get on that plane first class, go somewhere, strap in a hotel, go to the artist's house. It's beautiful. Y'all go see over beautiful things. And then after it's done, you get on that plane and you come right back home. (laughs) (laughs) All your bills is waiting on you. You waiting on that deposit. (laughs) These bills were due while you was gone. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And so it comes like at the end of the day, okay, let me find out, pay these bills with whatever, whatever I got. But this weekend was great. Yeah. I had an experience, met this person, hung out with this person, didn't even, you know, seen this, seen that, had a great experience. You know what I'm saying? So it's on how you look at it, you know? Not it's like and not everybody can make it a, a solid career. It takes a lot to make it a solid career. You're gonna be gone, you're gonna be in a lot of plane delays, you're gonna, you know what I'm saying? There's a whole lot of that's fit into that time frames. Uh, you know, like we said earlier, being on time, showing yeah. up, yeah, you know, cancellations, stuff going wrong, stuff not going the way you want it to go. There's a lot I, I see I see you trying to get out of picking. You gonna pick, man, because <laughs> <laughs> because because look. In in my setup, it's already you've already made it a career, so you can't even go to the. It's hard to really make it a career where you making your money. You getting two M's. Life is good. Life is good. <laughs> Whatever you. <laughs> oh, two M's can go. Two, two M's can go. go. I'm. I am. This is a fact. This <laughs> is a M's fact. Two M's can disappear. Right. But that's that's just your salary. If you you got others do other things, in in this lane, you can't do them other things though. Yeah, you can bro. sell Star Wars shirts if you can. Get the right deal with Lucas, you know. Hey, <laughs> enterprises. 
<laughs> All right. So if you had if, to pick one, if I had to choose one, I'm gonna be honest. I would choose production. I'm at home. I'm mm. in my own way. I don't have to learn nothing that nobody gives me. I don't, yeah. I'm 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 all to myself. Yeah. And if I want to do church at home in production, hey, I, I can still keep my God with me. I still got the Lord with me. So, hey, I'm good. I think I think that's anybody was like, yeah, man, I'll be at home for that. Yeah. production two M's, okay. Yeah, we gonna make this uh, two M track gonna give us another four M's. Oh, there you go. So there thank you, you for go. starting us off with this two M's, and we gonna keep it rolling from here. Now these royalties, so now that deal is off. So I'm off the church. Not now. Hey. <laughs> hey, keep your two M's. <laughs> keep your two M's. I'm going back to the Lord. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's that's a great question, bro. That's a great question. That's what's up, man. Yeah, there's some things about your, you know, musical journey that I didn't know, which is uh, that's really cool. Uh, you oh, work God. with a lot of people. Um, who's who's your favorite? If, uh, if you can say, I would say my favorite show that I played was the Kim show. Kim mm. is great. The Kim show. And I don't just say that because it's Kim and it was somewhere where. <laughs> if I'll tell you the story about it, it was somewhere where I was in front of 10,000 people by myself when I was supposed to be playing with someone. And when I got to Jacksonville, when I got to Jacksonville, I get a call and um, shout out to Ivan Johnson, the one that helped me out. And my boy, my big brother, D.O.A. Okay. out there in Sacramento, okay. um, the big brother of us all. Uh, nice. They put me, uh, they had me sub because uh, their keyboard couldn't play. So he's like, we'll call Vince. And I came in, I flew in. Uh, the guy that was uh, helping me, Ivan Johnson, he was supposed to be the MD, like kind of help. I was going to play main keys and he's going to play auxiliaries and like, let me know when to come in, let me know whatever. Yeah. So I get there and uh, Randy calls me. Randy is the guitar player. And if you've ever seen old school Jill Scott stuff, he's the guy with the beret on the hat with the guitar. Okay. He calls me and I don't realize it's this guy until later on. I'm like, dude, I watched you all this time. Didn't even know you was in. I'm sitting here eating breakfast with you. <laughs> but, uh, but, so he calls my phone. He's like, "Hey, this is Randy. Uh, I don't know if uh, you know. I don't, I'm thinking he's calling me as like, hey, I just got to the hotel. I don't know where to go. I don't know where nobody's at. I only have your number. Whatever the case is." So he calls to tell me, he's like, "Yeah, man, I don't, I don't know if you know, but Ivan's not coming." And I was like, "No, no, no. Ivan's uh plane is like an hour and a half behind mine. He should be in about one thirty. He's like, "No, Ivan's at home. Ivan has COVID." Oh. Oh. I was like, uh, hold on, I'm trying to figure out what show y'all doing that has 10,000 people during COVID. This was, <laughs> this was <laughs> last year. Oh, that was makes sense. Year. It was last year around uh, May. Wow. And uh, so, you know, it was kind of lifted by then. Um, yeah, yeah, we were yeah. in the Jacksonville Jazz Festival. And I wow. did not know how big of a deal it was. They had Pilot Bell headlining. Oh, yeah. A festival? Yes, yeah, yeah, it was. We have jazz festivals down here, and it is different. Oh man, these people it's showed different. up. So I hear this. I'm like, okay. So you saying shows canceled or what are we? Mm -mm. This, <laughs> this you. Well, you gonna have to handle it by yourself, young blood. And I'm like, oh. oh. I call. Oh. I'm like, bro. He's like, yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Not the smokers' voice. He gave. I'm like, oh my god, bro. I'm like. Oh. So wake up the next morning, do the Kim show. But I was by myself. But 
that show musically the setup for that show was just amazing Wow. And it was a great experience uh, being on that type of show where it's all hands on deck. You got stage hand, you know, guys set up my keyboards, programming for me. Hey, you good? Let's fix your ears. And then it's just all hands on deck. You know, you got a Pro Tools guy running the show on the side. You know, wow. you got the sound guy on stage with us, making sure we're good. Uh, amazing musicians, uh, you know, horn section. The track is just like, soon we press play, it's like, Boom! It's like, oh my god, ah. here right now, and then you got ten thousand people in front of you. And I don't know uh, what that looks like in one thing like this, right. <laughs> but it's like as far as you can see, you see people, and it was just an amazing, one of the most amazing experiences I've had. And then he was the headliner, so mm. you can be oh, in yeah. the back room and you heard that keyboard. So that was that was a that was probably my favorite favorite situation, the Kim show. That was that was amazing. You said that was in what year? Last year, twenty twenty two. Where are we at? Twenty twenty three. Yeah, we're in twenty twenty three. Um, so, but I, I kind of want to know the the on stage part. Like, how how did you get through a show where you thought you were gonna have? help basically and now it's all on you okay so were you just that prepared did you just you know all the music that well definitely you knowing the music. <laughs> definitely knowing the music but you know it's other factors that hone in that kind of like takes your focus you know uh -huh. the just you know you being in a situation knowing that okay it's just me i ain't got no help i just got to know what's going on mm. and you know pay attention right and then you know we playing and all of a sudden that <laughs> That black, that dark skinned ball head guy walk out, <laughs> and I'm like, oh Jesus! And I heard he's not the not the the best to work with. I don't, you know. So it's like, he heard and he's like, okay. <laughs> and we went through the sound check, and then after the sound check, it went well. Um, the Randy took me and the bass player. Me and the bass player. Me and the bass player were subs. Everybody got there, didn't even know we were subs. Didn't even know what we were there for. It was just a total. Hey, you guys are playing with these guys today. Let's go. Just do like it, that. Go, do it. Just like that. So we went in the, the they had a beautiful trailer. And it was it was so dope. And we had air conditioning because it was hot out there that day. And we like uh, went over the whole show, came back, got some rest, came back and and nailed it. And just, you know, being on stage, being knowing the, the parts that's coming up and you know, just just the adrenaline was just crazy. And then the feedback from the crowd. And we just kind of went through that that whole thing. It was it was just amazing. But wow. yeah, just being on stage, you know, nervous nervousness does hit you because you don't know what's gonna happen. You yeah. don't know if the good you is gonna show up or <laughs> the other you is gonna show up, and you're fumbling everywhere. <laughs> so it's like, you, I mean, one thing you gotta pray, make sure you're good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, take some good out in it, but like you know, playing around with the guys, kind of get the good energy going, yep. laugh a lot, and then get on that stage and kill it. Is this, is this how it look? Can you see yep. that? Yep. That's it. Yeah, that was it. Wow. That was it. But it was more. Yeah. So I remember those builders on the side. Oh yeah, yeah they come out there. Doc, they bring their lawn chairs. Oh yeah. Oh oh. Oh lawn yeah, they were chairs, out there. Coolers, card tables. It, it it's not a game. Yep. That it's was not that a game. That's him. Yep. That was that night. I mean, I know that's him. I, was, I guess I was making sure I was in the same year. What's that? 
I was just saying that in another show that like Apple has Apple rings on too many devices. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you can silence your phone, your iPad, then your phone, then your computer ring. And then you silence that, then your, your iPad ring. I'm like, goodness. Oh, yeah. I was, I was trying to see if I can catch a shot of you. If they would have been a little bit to the shots to the to the right on that one shot, you would have saw me. What? Oh, whoa. Oh, yeah. That's 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 the view I saw. Wow. That that's is the crazy. view I saw. For anybody listening to the podcast on Spotify or on Apple Music or anywhere else, just just if you want to get a visual of what Javance was looking at, um, type in. What did I type in? Cam, which is K-E-M, Jacksonville Jazz Festival 2022. And you will see. Um, you will see some photos to let you know how, how, how great of a musician you have to be to look out and see this audience and stay confident and execute. Exactly. That is that is a talent within itself, Doc. Within itself. Within itself, because you can play at home all day. You know, yes, what I'm saying? in rehearsal, not, you can kill in rehearsal. People don't it's understand a different vibe when you know that red light is on. When, when, when them, when them lights get bright enough, it can shrink anybody. Yes, it will. <laughs> it can shrink anybody, and I'm happy for you, bro. I'm happy that you were able to do what you know anybody back home already knew you would do anyway. Uh, if you were ever given that that opportunity <laughs> but as as luck would have it as covid would have it <laughs> you got put into what sounds like maybe one of the most trying moments of you know for you as a professional yeah. musician yeah that was that was definitely a story so coming out of that did you just feel like okay like like i already knew i had it in me but the fact that i pulled that off sky's the limit now there's nothing I don't lie. after that show. I was grateful. <laughs> I was like, yes. Like soon as we hit that last note, I was like, Phew. right, right. Straight up, because that, that was a one. I had a lot of moments where I had to play by myself. Uh I had to start songs. Oh. Kim was listening for it. I had to start him. So it was like, Ooh. and then for after the show, we all go in there and we're like nervous to see what he says. And he actually comes in the trailer. It's like, you know, you guys did well. You know, it didn't feel like we were missing anything tonight. So what else you want coming from him that that'll walk right past you if you're his keyboard right <laughs> like because he's serious he's focused you know? oh yeah he locked so, in you know what i'm saying so for him to say that that was like okay whew. that's huge man and i did get another call after that so yeah and deal it was good it was cool it was cool yeah i, I see the joy on your face just talking about it just oh, talking man. about it. so that so that sounds like this one of your uh greatest experiences as far as the live um performance goes now in the studio you produce for a lot of people you've had a lot of artists in there i'm pretty sure you like you said different genres mainly rap you know who was who was the the best to work with in the studio in the studio or that you just had the most fun with um greatest story greatest outcome greatest song produced with this particular person do any artists come to mind? Uh, I think, well, I think the, one of my favorite experiences in the production was when I did uh, Who Got It. 
and there was a song with uh, Messy Marv, the Jacka, and AWAX. You know, you don't work with every Bay Area hitter <laughs> that's out there. You don't do yeah. all the names. Hey, oh, Selsky was on that too. Selsky was on that song too. <laughs> so uh, that song actually was number two at Rasputin's in 2005 something wow um it was a it was actually a, wow. a dope song and it i think the biggest joy i got from it is when i was working at uh tickets.com in concord one day and they were just we were just in and after, and in there is a lot of cats from concord pittsburgh yeah uh, uh at the time bay point and um Antioch were working there and they were talking about production. I was like, yeah, man, I did some, uh, who got it song with this, uh, with this, uh, cat out. They was like, wait a minute, who got it? And it was like, Hey, ain't that some song with Messi Mar? Like, yeah, he's like, bro, bro, that's one of my favorite knocks, bro. Like he said, bro, you couldn't go to no party that year and not knock that song, bro. What? I was like, are you serious? He's like, bro, who got it? He said, wow. that was the shit that year. <laughs> I was like, He's like, you made that? I was like, yeah. He's like, bro, bro, that's yeah, you, fire. you dope. I was like, dude, that's that's crazy. That's fire. That's crazy. I, 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 before I was listening to songs, um, on like during the show, and then I kept getting hit with uh, copyright claims. That's why I was like talking over the E forty song in the <laughs> intro, <laughs> hoping that. <laughs> Hoping that that might, you know, kind of get them off me a little bit, but you know, whatever. Spe they speaking on my name. All right, I'm gonna check that out. Um, okay, this is my last music question. I'm pretty sure everybody listening has got their feel and understand how well, uh, how well diverse you are as an artist, how diverse your history and experiences as a musician has been. And so, one final question: Your dream artist. To work with that you have not worked with yet whether they are still making music or not who's that well out there that you're like man i would love to just produce or play or be the musician for this specific artist or group michael jackson mm. the holy absolutely grail. the holy grail Michael Jackson. I would love to be on. <laughs> I could just play a tambourine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I just want right. to be in that type of uh, energy <laughs> as far as live. And speaking oh, of yeah. that, my big brother DOA. I don't mm -hmm. know. Your dad probably not heard of DO. Don't knows DOA. Oh, 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 yeah, absolutely. My dad told me about DOA back when I was young. When he was telling me, like, yo, I think you could do this, bro. Because he, because my dad is the first person. That I was rapping uh Chub Rock, treat treat them right. I was rapping uh, rapping Chub Rock on like a little tape recorder. My dad found it in my room and he heard my timing. He was like, I know it's not your lyrics, but the way that you have like breath control and your timing, like you probably could actually do that. And so DOA was one of the guys he was telling me about during that time because I think he knew him. I think he was hanging out with him or something like that. Bro, DOA is my big brother though when i say this man has been everything every musician has ever wanted to be or do mm. he has done it mm. and has an amazing story uh, amazing he's like the gatekeeper 
he's like the gatekeeper to all of us musicians that's out here working. You know, even in the industry, people pay homage to this man, bro. This dude yeah. is amazing. That's my true friend, bro. We be cracking up. But, bro, he his, like, when some people introduce him, they're like, you know when you watch the New Edition story and Bobby Brown came on the stage with the water? He was on the stage when that actually happened. He was on stage when Janet Jackson did her first tour for Rhythm Nation. He was the bass player. Like, DOA, Lionel Richie, Shalimar, TLC. You know what I'm saying? He was oh backstage God. when TLC told the world they was broke. He was backstage. The next day they went home. Like he he has the best story, bro. And it's just he's a he's just a, a, a big brother and just amazing inspiration to all of us yeah. musicians, bro. Yeah. Like he's amazing. Yeah, no, listen. And to he's that. been in that in that room where he's played in front of 250,000 people. And it's, he said the energy on that stage is just ridiculous. Yeah, like as an artist, as a rapper, and, and from hearing about him so young and hearing music, it's why I eventually had to have my own band. It's like, <laughs> I'm not a musician, but I got to get a band. <laughs> I, I need to rock with musicians because it's a different feel. As you know, it we put on stage together. We, did we did it before. We did the red family out here. What was it? The yeah. red? What you had? Then? The the red red light lounge. Red light lounge. Come on, bro. Yeah, yeah. Me, me, you, and Chris. I think who we had on drums. Fresh, all my brother. I think your your brother was on was on drums. Yeah, bro. Yep. Oh yeah, Chris was uh, on bass. Yeah, yeah. Chris yeah. Matthews, dog. Yep, he was fire. He was fire. Yeah. I think that was the. Wasn't it the second? Because I think the first time I brought a band. I, I think the so. first yeah the first time I brought a band, and then I'm like, let's what, what am I bringing in? What am I bringing them for? <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, you know, they 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 were fire. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, my guy Mike, who was on drums uh, in that band, I just went to his uh, pool party as her birthday this weekend. Uh, we were just chopping it up about uh, gun laws and stuff because he's a gun enthusiast now. Uh -huh. You know, one of my one of my black Republicans, and uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, he still is doing his thing. But yeah, we um we got busy out there. That's we dope, got busy man. out there. I was I I was immediately reminded on what I am missing from not being closer to the Bay Area with that show because it's it's great meeting new musicians and and whatnot. But there is something about and somebody said it the other oh um SR was talking about as a musician um, some musicians want to skip that time frame of sucking in the garage pause where <laughs> where you know don't nobody hear you yet and you're just trying to get through it you're just trying to get your chops in you're putting in yeah. those hours for right. those years it's like when when you're working with new musicians it's hard starting that that it's, no matter how good you are you start at zero with somebody new yeah when you have people that know you, people that have heard you, people that have worked with you, or just heard your music even for a long mm -hmm. time, you, you you get a your starting point is a lot earlier, and so yeah. you're able to get to that place of comfort, that place of you know organization a lot easier, and that fluidity that we know is most beautiful on stage, you get there a lot faster. I don't think I had even met Chris. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'd even met him, but because he was in sync with y'all and I knew you, I knew Jamar, like it just boom. chemistry, chemistry. It was good. Yeah. 
It was good. No turning back. Yes, sir. That's that's fire. Okay, MJ. Shout out to MJ. Okay, MJ. <laughs> I, I, I fight people over this. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I I go to war for MJ, and I've always stated that I never felt like Michael ever did anything wrong to any child. Right. I stand by that. Right. Um, I know plenty of people are like, you know, they, they believe different. Cool. I'm not knocking. I wasn't there. I just have my feelings based off of the information that I've seen and heard. What was your stance on that during or after all that? Definitely. All the I allegations of MJ. Never believed none of that. But you know what I'm saying? People have, you know, mm, mm. I never really did believe it, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, once you get up to a certain level, they're going to, they're going to, there's always going to be something to try to bring you all the way down by any means. Right. And, you know, Michael was a person of power, actually. So it was like, definitely the, the worst of the worst is coming for you, all period. Time. Right. So much is given, much is required. Like, so he, he, had, he, he had a lot and they were coming at him with a lot. Just to, you know, get him down from there. But, you know, hey, love love his music legacy, his work, everything. There will never be another. Ever. 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 The arguably the most famous human being outside of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, because you, you, it's like you kind of got like Jesus. <laughs> Michael Jackson, Elvis, mm. Mm. Gandhi. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you kind of start having uh, Hitler. I mean, you, there, there are some names, but ah, like kids right now don't know Elvis. Mm -mm. There's a lot of kids that don't know Elvis. There's a lot of kids that don't know about the Holocaust or Hitler, especially like Eight-year-olds saying they, they don't know about that kind of stuff yet, but they, oh, know but they know Michael. They know Michael right now. Yeah, top dog. Yeah, dog. shout out, shout out to the to the whole Jackson family. I passed by. Um, I don't know if they sold it or not, but um, they had a house in the valley. I think it was in Studio City. Just passed by it all the time. I see Jermaine in the mall all the time, holding on to that. Wavy curl, oh box, phone, whatever, <laughs> whatever <Please>. he had. <laughs> he was holding on to it. Um, all right, let's talk. Um, let's talk sports. You in the boxing? You in the? Uh, uh, I know you in the football. I know you in the football. Tell me what sports you into, man. I don't, don't want to talk about football. Though. I would say football. I don't want to talk about football. I don't want to talk I about would it. Definitely say football. <laughs> so, <laughs> my Raiders. That's what I'm about. Oh, oh here we damn. go. <laughs> Oakland, LA, Las Vegas Raiders. Wherever yeah, they are. Yeah. Wherever God. they are. Let me start this by saying, let me start this by saying, I'm not your average football fan. Mm. I say that because not only do I have my team, right, that I got from my father, and I'll break that down. I then have a second team that I got from my brother when he passed when I was 16. Matter of fact, you were probably there when I had the house party. I don't know if you knew. I don't think I told anybody at the party, but me having my 16th birthday party, I'm pretty sure you were there. 
Um, I was. Uh, and he passed. I, I got the news that he passed. He was 18. I got the news that he passed during that birthday party. Mm. So I inherited his team back then. But as just a football lover, as a person that played football, I just love the game. So you mm-hmm. will hear me rooting for other teams, not against True. my teams, obviously. True. I'm that like, way too. Like I root for, and I'm saying that because my team is the Cowboys. See, see the face. You see the face. I don't have no problem with no cowboy. I, ain't gonna lie. I, ain't gonna, I don't got no problem with cowboys. See, most most cowboy fans despise the Raiders. They despise mm. the 49ers. DOA is a cowboy fan too. Yeah, uh, they despise the the Eagles, right? I dude. I, I love the Raiders because they're the only team that wears those like like something about the black and silver. I rock with it. So when they be playing, I'm like, let's go. Come on, man. Let's go. Um, Come on. You know, un- until they gotta play us. And it's like, all right, don't go no more. Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> so how how are y'all looking? How's your Vegas team looking going to the season? Well, being a true Red fan, I never look at it like that because it's always something. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's always our year. But you know what I'm saying? Like you, I am a lover of the game. You know yeah, yeah. I like watching football, period. Uh, but I I had the honor of going to the Raider and 49er game this year, the first mm. of the year at the new stadium, and it was just amazing. And I think you know you had you know you you had your rivals out there, but then it was the moment when Ice Cube two shorts on the stage and everybody just came together. It's the bang, oh, man, the oh, best love. feeling in the world. Was that was like, that the okay, Forty Nineers first game? Dead. Right, right, right. Was that, <laughs> was that was that the Forty ers first game last year? First game? No, it was the it was one of the last. It was toward the end of the season last this year. Oh, okay, okay. I thought, I thought I heard you I say. I always it. said I'm not going to that stadium unless the four, we play the 49ers, and that's had to call my church like, okay, I'm not coming this morning. <laughs> Gotta go. That's funny because that's <laughs> the only time I went to that stadium was when they played the Cowboys. Mm, some mm. some years some years back though, but yeah, they played the Cowboys. I think we, I'm pretty sure we lost. I about to say I'm pretty sure we lost. Pretty sure we lost. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you my issue. I, dude, I be having debates with 49er fans around me, and I hate it because I actually don't mind the 49ers, but they pull me into these arguments, and they always like, why y'all think y'all so good? Y'all ain't won since the 90s. I'm like, but we won more recently than y'all. What is the what is the conversation here? <laughs> I mean, I made a whole career talking junk with these guys. Trust me. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, man. I, I think that's why I, how I became a fan, going back and forth with Niner fans, man. But it's it's like we have a love hate relationship. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, it's like we hate y'all, but you know, yeah, we from the Bay, so it's all good. But still, right. like I mean, this that even the trip in Vegas, it was like you know we was out there talking our thing, but it was a it was a mutual respect at the end of the day because we you know from the same area. I want to know what the dynamic in the crowd is now being in Vegas because I I've seen Oakland Raider fans coming out of the stadium. I, I wasn't at the game. I was out there for something else, a concert or something, but you know how the stadiums uh, mad close. Like I saw them coming out and I'm like, yo, it's a vibe. They got like the, the LA Dodger 
vibe when they come out. It's gangster, right? I ain't gonna lie. And and when I went, it was actually way more Niner fans than Raiders. Mm. It was a lot of red out there. But the game was so good to where it was like, okay, we lost, but hey, yeah, we won. That we was, also, that was we a also good won. game to the, from the top to the end. Like we thought we was gonna win it. Like oh, but it was just like, and then afterwards, you would have thought people would been fighting. It was none of that. It was cool. Everybody walked out. Yeah, like they're like the Niners, like yay, okay, let's go. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was no time. Everybody was right out of there, but it was it was a good game, good vibe. I'm Solid. so glad I went. Yeah, I'm going this year for any type of Raider game. That that stadium is amazing. Dope. So, um, dang, what I was about to ask. Um, oh, your team. So, you guys got rid of Carr. <laughs> you got rid of Carr. Um, you, you still got Jacobs, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You still got uh, what's your running back's name? Right, Jacobs. No, no, no. I'm oh, sorry, not your running back. Your your receiver, uh, uh Dante uh, Devonte Adams. Adams, Adams, Adams. In my head, I had like Devonte Jacobs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I feel like I heard an interview where Jacobs was it Jacobs? No, no, where Adams was saying that he didn't love the move that the coaches made for the the QB position. Who did y'all get for QB again? As far as letting Carr go. And who you got in 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 replace a car? Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Yeah. So it was y'all. Okay. Wanted to make sure. sure. So I want to hear this two part answer because number one, I know that you talked enough stuff about Jimmy Garoppolo when you were arguing with 49er fans. We didn't talk so much junk about him. We got to let him play. That yeah, now you gotta now you now you gotta root for him. So that and how do you feel about you know kind of what Adams was saying? Like he didn't really like this move. He didn't like getting rid of Car for Garoppolo. I mean, I didn't like it either. I mean, we could have went any other direction besides that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, shoot, he was just he was just hurt from his team for the like whole season. Like, right? They only got the way as far as they did with the backup guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you right. mean to tell me y'all gonna give us the guy that's been on the bench for the last? <laughs> like, he's he's the one that's gonna take us to the promised land. <laughs> that's what I say. I can't say it's our year. I have to wait. I have to see wait. what's gonna happen. Yeah. But uh, I'm riding with him. Period. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So <laughs> you you know for a fact you guys cannot have a strong winning season or a deep playoff run with Garoppolo without hearing it from the 49ers. If you guys have an amazing year, somehow y'all make it to the, to the uh, divisional, then you make it to the conference championship to see 49er fans are going to, yeah, y'all ain't do nothing to y'all. Y'all had to take all leftovers. Y'all had to eat, y'all had to get our sloppy seconds. They can't wait. They cannot Dude, wait. You better not have a good year. I'm telling you. Look, but this is how it's going to go. Either we're going to start off good and then end terribly, or we're going to start off terrible and end good. Mm. It's one It's one of those facets, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> I can't yeah, stand it. Yeah, it's not August yet. Not <laughs> August. Mojo hasn't came all the way yet. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, 
Yeah, uh, we'll get there. We'll get. There. I don't know we'll, what we're we'll, gonna do with that type of decision, or what we got in our back pocket if it don't work. So we're gonna. I might. I was thinking about doing some uh some watch parties. So maybe I, I don't know if you guys. I, I think you guys are on our schedule. We usually are. Maybe we had a Cowboy Raider game. We can jump on. Oh yeah, uh, you know, watch the game. Hopefully it's a good like Monday that. night. That'll be nice. Because sometimes I miss all the football oh yeah all the Sunday all day on Sunday. <laughs> I don't see the light there until six, and I'm like, yeah. oh man. And I think last year, didn't we do the? Uh, didn't we do the Thanksgiving game together last year? The uh, Raiders in uh, Dallas. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think so. I think so. Did y'all win? I believe so, because that's, that's when we had. That's when we had uh, when Rush was playing. Yeah, I Cooper think Rush was playing. I think we did win. Yeah, that was a pretty good game, though. But, um, all right, so you in the boxing or no? I haven't been. I haven't been Not so know, much? up on it. Okay. What other sport? Any sports or that's it? Just that's, football yeah, is it. Football, football is gets my attention. I'll watch some basketball, depending on yeah. what the Warriors and Lakers are doing. Yeah. After that's good. over, I'm waiting around for football season. All right, so I know you probably don't want to put it online because your other Raider – homies, you know what I'm saying, might feel away, but you said you love football as well, so you tend to, you know, root for other teams or, you know, just enjoy Depending the game. Depending on the game, how the, the game, game is going. What, what other teams stand out to you or stood out to you last year? It's like, yo, they they kind of picking up. I like what they're doing over there. Uh, Cincinnati. Mm, the Bengals, yeah. yeah. Cincinnati, I kind of was like, okay. Cincinnati made a crazy. I I don't. I wasn't paying attention to them since Icky Woods. Like since they, yeah, since they was on. doing the the Icky Shuffle come with on. Boomer Esiason. Right, right. <laughs> like that's the last time I knew about them. So when they came around re- in these past couple of years, I'm like, when did the Bengals get good? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They made they made some changes. You know who got me was uh, the Dolphins. Oh, when they got Tariq Hill, dude, the Dolphins been looking like squad with with Hill with uh, Waddle, like stuff. They, they got threats. Let me. T- you can't see. I hate dudes <laughs> that play those teams on Madden and they just cheat. Like <laughs> 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 Tariq Hill, straight to the Raptors, especially with Mahomes the year before. Oh my god! Oh, forget about it. Was it. like that was like a cheat code. Like who? Why I'm gonna play the Chiefs? Right. Because all Mahomes gonna do is gonna throw it to Hill. He's going to be anybody back there. Anybody. Boy. <laughs> I can't stand it. It's like, man, play with the Bengals. Somebody right. that, that ain't got right. all the, the fastest thing. Right. Not, not right everybody there. with a 100 score. Like, on. no. <laughs> too much. Waddle's quick, too. Like, come on. Yeah, wa- Waddle's un- Waddle's un- Waddle is underrated. Waddle is underrated. I'm, uh, I just told somebody, though. The 49ers, they got a great team. I'm still uh, uh, anticipating and to see who they're, they're going to use for quarterback because they went through, what, four? Four quarterbacks last year? Yeah, because dude was a third string, wasn't he? Yeah, so they had they they started with Lance because they were going to trade Garoppolo in the offseason. No one could find – no one wanted him. So next hmm. year, y'all wanted him. Hmm. Uh, hmm. So Lance hmm. – <laughs> Gets injured. Trey Lance gets injured. Game that, one, like the first game, first, first game, 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 huh? game. I think it might have been like the first quarter. Like it was early. 
So they don't even know what he can do. <laughs> then they bring in Garoppolo. Garoppolo gets injured. Then they bring in Purdy. Purdy gets injured. Then they bring in um I I didn't know the, I didn't know they had a black quarterback. Right. He was like, this. oh man. So they they went through four quarterbacks. So I'm interested interested to see which direction they go because I believe Lance is healthy, but y'all don't even know what he can do. Purdy mm-hmm. took y'all almost to the promised land, but he's Mr. Insignificant. I, I, I don't know what they're gonna do, but I'm interested to see it because. They say that they've done a lot of work in the offseason. Mm-hmm. I know my Cowboys have done a tremendous amount of work. We plugged in some gaps on defense and on offense. So you guys actually had a good year last year, right? We had a solid year. Yeah, you had a solid, solid year last year. Right? Uh, and then and then we got to the 49ers, you know, our red wall. And the only thing that bothers me about the 49ers is I, I hate that they can never give the Cowboys credit. Like that, that's the that's we played them. We held McCaffrey to under 20 yards. No one had done that. We held Debo to under 20 yards. Oh, Nobody yeah. had done that. That was a game. Dude, we that they didn't even, I game. think they only got like 17 points. Like they were they were running crazy on everybody. But then when we talked to them later, they're like, Y'all suck. Y'all lost. I mean, the point is y'all lost. You suck. I'm like, come on, bro. If we had a one, I'd be giving them their props. A game that I think they won by like three. It might have been like yeah, that game was. A, I remember that game and McCaffrey. Was so close. Y'all was stopping him, and and I seen that boy running, running person. Woo, dude. The only Kathy thing that beast. The only boy. thing that killed us was our quarterback. He oh, Dax. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's back. So you know we. We still putting our faith in him. And I mean, Dak has some moments, man. Dak has mm-hmm. Dak has thrown parties. Dak, I mean, hell, just the game before, Dak threw a party in Tampa Bay. Mm. And, and got got uh what's his name up out of there. Sent sent Brady on on packing. Go on home, man. What? Go do a podcast, brother. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was his last game. Put him out of there, but then you know. Yeah. All right. So anyway. All right, man. I'm not gonna keep you longer, bro. I yes, enjoy sir. your time. You being here, I gotta tell. I should have told you this in the beginning, but you know the saying: God is good. Pot is good. Pot is good. So we go. Pot is good all the time. So you say all the time. I'll say all the time. You say pod is good. You got me. Okay. Say it again. So I'm gonna say pod is good, and you say all the time. Okay. And then I'm gonna say all the time. And you did. say pod is good. Pod is good. <laughs> It's all good. We still in the beginning. I I keep telling people this is the beauty about being involved in a show or a project early. You get to see it grow. It's like being the first person on the block. You get to be like, yo, I remember when before they built that. I remember when they put that in over there. You know what I'm saying? So you're in the early stages of the Pod is Good podcast. We still get it together. So Pod is Good. All the time. And all the time. Pod is Good. That's my guy. I got that one right. Okay. You got it right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, tell the family I said, what's up? I love yes, all sir. of them. Hopefully we see y'all soon. Maybe we can get some music produced and done. 
together finally. Yeah. Maybe that can happen. You got a yeah. little free time for your boy. Yeah, shit. Yes, sir. Man, yeah. thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Congratulations on whatever you're doing, man. Yes, this sir. is great. This was fun. Thank you. Um, I appreciate big it. Big ups to the fam. You know I love Miss Auntie Jenny. So Auntie Jenny, I love it. I miss her. <laughs> she probably watching. She probably watching. So go on wave <laughs> hey, to Auntie, Auntie Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all this has been episode 14 of the pot is good podcast my man javance last thing bro tell them where they can find you if anyone's looking for some some crazy bay area production or just some polished beautiful production or they uh, you know what I mean? you, know, you, know you can hit me up at instagram advanced Productions. yeah uh Javance butler on facebook just hit me up advanced production at yahoo.com email me it's all good advanced productions i'll put the link in the bio two d's i mean in the description 2d awesome. I'll, I'll put it in the description yeah in the description so they can, so they can get it. <laughs> all right y'all we out advance i'll holler at you playboy i'm out here bro peace